Hi, I'm Rachel, and I like middle school ministry. Do you like to sit around for a while? Found yourself a little pet crocodile. Do you like to just live in the moment? Do you like the stars and moon in the comments? What do you like, do you like? 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 Welcome to What Do You Like, the podcast where we get to know a person through their passions and hobbies. I'm your host, Jeremy Zaha, and today we're having a conversation with someone who I worked with for maybe two years, roughly, um, back in my corporate job. Um, I won't name names. This is not that type of podcast. Um, But... uh, she was one of the people that um, I made it a mission to like try to kind of create some sort of positive community around people um, and like have people actually talk to each other because it is a cubicle farm. Um, so a lot of people are kind of isolated. And she was one of the first people that are like, yeah, the, I, this is something I'm, I'm down for. She's someone who is always uh, out to get to know people. And I think that will lead into what we're talking about today. Um, and without further ado, I welcome to the podcast, Rachel Judson. Welcome, Rachel. Thanks, Jeremy. So good to be here. And yeah, grateful we are not in cubicle farmland anymore. No, instead we're in Zoom box land right now. Yes, yeah, um, yes. But uh, soon, I think we're I think we're on our way out. Yeah. Um, as we're recording this, I got my first vaccine shot today. Woohoo! I got it at the United Center. I have to say, the United Center process, very good. It was like, I, I, I was early, and I was out of there at my appointment time. Wow. It was just like a constant like movement of people, very well organized. And when I had to do like my 15 minutes of rest mm-hmm. uh, to make sure I don't pass out or my arm falls off, um, <laughs> the someone walked around and was like, hey, did you get an email? confirming your second appointment and i was like oh i don't know and i looked my second appointment was automatically set up oh my gosh it was it was a dream wow. so that so, is awesome go united think, center yeah everyone behind that it was i think like the national guard was involved wow um it was it was great so I, good things are happening in the world they are they are um but we're not talking about that we're going to talk, we're not going to talk, no more COVID. Well, we might talk about it. COVID's everywhere. We'll probably it talk is. about it again. Yeah. Um, but today we're talking about something that you're very passionate about. Yeah. Um, and it's something I knew when you were at, when we were working in the same job, you were still like volunteering in this area. Mm-hmm. Um, but recently you've started working full time in this area. Yeah. And this is in youth fellowship, or what's the what's the official term or title you would give it? Youth ministry. I am a middle school youth pastor, so yeah, that's what Which I would call it. I think when I originally went to college, I wanted to be a uh, uh, like a high school math teacher. Mm. I started in it. My first class in college was Calc two. Ooh. I hated it. Yeah. Realized like, wait a minute, to be a high school math teacher, I need to major in math. This is terrible. (laughs) 
yeah. quickly switched to middle-level education because we both went to Illinois State University, although yes. we didn't know each other there. No, but go Redbirds. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> switched to middle-level education, and I started to learn a lot more about like the development of middle school children like, and how important it is in development. Um, and you, you've made your work to focus on children of that age, like yeah. to, to spend yeah. your time with them. Um, to kind of start, I guess, what was your middle school life like? How would you, how would you, how would you compare it to other people? Was it a positive time for you? Kind of, let's just dive yeah. in there. Yeah, I loved middle school. Um, I think part of it was just different. Um, my middle school is just seventh and eighth grade. Um, and I was super shy, but middle school is when I really started to like become Rachel. Um, I was very, I had a shell. I did not like to talk. I was super shy, but I was starting to figure out who I was in middle school. And I absolutely loved it. Um, I had some of the best teachers. Um, I actually this year was able to write five notes to teachers um, that are still at my middle school uh, just to encourage them in this time. But I think it's so cool that I still have teachers there and I could say, hey, you made an impact on me all these years ago. And so um, I'm really grateful for my middle school experience. That is one that's great. Um, I know other people are not as lucky because middle school can be like a really awkward time yes it can be Um, yep and and not saying that i didn't have some awkward moments i definitely (laughs) did i was sneezed on in the hallway when i was walking a band by this eighth grade boy it was very embarrassing i used to console the girls in the bathroom during the school dances when the boys didn't ask them to dance like there's some awkward moments but when I look back on it it is very positive and yeah so fun so uh, when you're in middle school were you did you fit into one of like the cliques um or was were the cliques very uh because I know my middle school that wasn't as yeah it wasn't like in the movies no I don't I wouldn't say my even in high school, I didn't think there was that many clicks. Um, in middle school, you knew the popular girls, the girls who had the coolest clothes and all of that. I was more, I guess you were to say a click, the band nerd. I played clarinet and, uh, but all of my friends were in band and we all loved it. And, but yeah, I would say there weren't too many clicks. Yeah. In my school. Yeah. That is, uh, I mean, you watch pop culture, like movies, TV shows, like, these so defined mm-hmm. where everyone kind of falls into a certain category. Yeah. I mean, the breakfast club, I think kind of solidified mm-hmm. it. Um, but I don't think there's very few situations where that is truly a thing. I know, right. especially in high school with my friends, um, some of us were in sports. Like I was in sports. I wasn't mm-hmm. good at them, but I was in <laughs> sports. Um, so I was friendly with them. And then my one friend, Robbie, former guest on this podcast, he was like friends with everyone. Mm-hmm. He was like at times kind of the the weird kid that everyone kind of liked. He's also incredibly smart. Mm-hmm. Um, he he's the type of person he he went. Uh, he'll probably hate this, but he went to Northwestern because um, he was so smart. And then afterwards, got a job working. It's like a, a standard like office job, and then from there. 
Like that had nothing to do with what he was going to school for. He just needed yeah. a job. Yeah. And from there went to Harvard Law. Wow. Um, just like, and it, it he'll, he'll never brag about it. He, he hates when we bring it up. Um, but like he, that's the type of person, like he was so smart. And then, but also like socially can get along with everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but I th- yeah, in, in my high school, I mean, there were some people I think that were on the fringe that I, looking back, everyone should have been nicer too. Yeah. Um, but that's from an adult lens. When you're a kid, you don't really no, see that. No, they don't see it at all. But like with that knowledge, so you knew what it was like to be a middle schooler. Mm-hmm. When did you decide like that's the 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 age group that I want to work with? Um, I really didn't. Uh, after college, I was tr- really trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life and. I knew um, I had gotten a job right out of college, which was great, um, but I knew that wasn't going to be where I was going to get filled up and where I was going to, um, yeah, just get a sense of joy outside of work. I knew that about myself. And so I was looking at my church of different places to serve. And all through high school, I had served with the age four and five-year-old kids, which were so fun. I love that. I love the babies and the toddlers. I love that. But I was like, you know what? I think I need a little bit more of a challenge. Um, you know, I'm, I was 22 at the time. I'm like, you know what? I think I could handle something. I don't know if I can quite handle high school. So let's try middle school. And, um, it was actually a really cool thing that I had been, I had a, going to a wedding. I went to this wedding and, um, of my friend's older sister and the woman officiating the wedding happened to be, um, one of the staff members, one of the youth pastors in the middle school ministry, um, where I was looking. And so I just sent her an email saying, Hey Gretchen, I don't know if you remember me, but, um, I'm connected to so-and-so. And I was just wondering if you needed a small group leader for middle school ministry. And that's how I got plugged in. And that was back in 2015. So it's been six years that I've been doing it. And yeah, it's been, it's been fun. So were you planning, like you had already decided at middle school before that like happen stance meeting with Gretchen? No, actually okay. I didn't. I was like, huh, what should I do? And then I remembered, I saw something where she was there. I'm like, well, at least that's a connection point. Let me reach out to her and see if they could even use my help. So, yeah. That is crazy how, how things just work where mm-hmm. just you just, you just remembered talking to this one person. Yeah. And it leads to what has basically become a lifelong passion. Of yeah. Yours. Yeah. And, you know, I think what helped with that was that I loved middle school. Like, I enjoyed that part of my life. I know a lot of people hated it. Um, and so... I think that's kind of why that's one of the reasons why I was looking to serve in that way. So you reach out to Gretchen. I'm sure Gretchen was like, absolutely. No one wants to work with middle schoolers. (laughs) No. (laughs) Well, maybe not in those words, but I mean, it's a difficult group. It's a difficult group that not, it's not everyone's first choice. A lot of times. Very true. And yes, as, a staff member myself now, I usually love those people who just randomly reach out and say, I want to learn more about serving with middle schoolers. So yes. So you're that person for Gretchen and your first day there, Mm -hmm. what, what thoughts are going through your mind? What, what are you feeling? Is it like, 
this was a great idea? Or is there a moment of like, uh, I don't know about this? Like, what was it like? Well, at first, part of our process and what I still do now with volunteers is um, they come in shadow. So you just kind of get to see what it's like. And I was volunteering. Um, I'd pulled my friend in with me and I was like, okay, let's go see what this is all about. And I remember it being in the summer and we were just the whole theme of the day was birthdays. So we were just celebrating anyone's birthday and there were cupcakes and it was just fun. It was random. And these middle schoolers were running around having a blast eating cupcakes and we were celebrating birthdays. And I'm like, okay, this is something I need to be a part of. And I felt very much at home uh, when I went in there. So what was your friend's reaction? Was it, was it as good? Yeah. Oh, she loved it. She ended up, uh, leading a middle school, small group at a different church that she went to. So we are both like, I think middle schools are thing. So it was really cool. So what was your first day shadowing did was Gretchen there? Did Gretchen kind of see that this was like going to work out or I don't know. Whoa, whoa, okay. I don't even remember. I, I think I just said, Hey, I, I like doing this. And you're like, great, let's do an interview and, and just have a conversation about you and why you want to serve. So, um, it was more of, yeah, is this a good fit for me? Is this something that I think I have a little bit of passion and energy towards and okay, let's get going. So it all happened very quickly, but I was very grateful. When when you, you started this, did this seem like something that you'd want to do long term or was it really just like at this moment, this is what I want to do right now. We'll see where it goes. Yeah, I was actually really overwhelmed by my first job and I it was really hard. It was a really hard transition just in general to go from college to working full time and then to be in a job that was more difficult and uh, consuming and it, it was just a lot. And so I was thinking pretty much short-term. I remember talking to Gretchen saying, I, I think I can commit for a year because I should stay at a job for a year because that's what you're told to do. You should before finding a new job. So I said, okay, I can do a year. Uh, I don't know where I'm going to be after that. And that's what we did. I got a group of eighth grade girls on a Saturday night and we had a Saturday night service and um, I led those eighth grade girls for that first year. So uh, I guess to, to get to know the, the middle schoolers you're working with, yeah. uh, these are all members of the church. Like you're not, there's not like a, these are not just random eighth graders off the street. Uh, no, but a lot of times they would bring their friends. So you just, yeah, a lot of them, their whole families attended our church, but sometimes it would be someone's friend. And I remember one of the girls that was added to my group. Um, I, I know it's a little different, but she was dating another student, you know, little junior high re relationship there. And, wow. um, she just had a really difficult home life. And so the mom of this boy invited her to church and she ended up loving it and got plugged into my group. And so I think it was a place where these girls, um, but just any students in general felt comfortable bringing their friends and um, yeah, showing them the fun of Elevate and what we did. So it was really cool. Do you have any, like in that first year, were there any like challenges that came up that you're like, I don't know how I'm going to deal with this? 
You know, I don't, there's always challenges. I think middle schoolers just, like you said, they can um, get fixated on a problem where you as an adult are like, huh, is that really a big deal? Um, but my girls had a lot of hard things in their lives um, between family stuff or just them personally, their mental health. And I think what I learned in that place was, because um, I was actually going through some pretty hard things myself. Uh, during that year. And I realized one, it's okay to ask for help when you need it. And two, it's okay to not have the answers. And um, the beauty of that group was that these girls would come and they would be honest and vulnerable. And we would get to sit together and just be with one another and not have to solve problems, not have to fix things, but we got to just be. And um, that I think was the coolest part of the small group that we're all going through hard things yet we could be together and we got to grow together as a group. See, I think that's something that, um, as adults, I think we need to remember when working with kids mm -hmm. and that we were all there at one point and mm -hmm. kids aren't dumb. Like no. they can, they can take things like at a deeper level that you might understand. So yeah. it's okay to be vulnerable and say like, Hey, I struggle with things too. Like mm -hmm. I remember when I worked with, I worked with kids with behavioral emotional disorders. Mm -hmm. I never, I tried, I mean, at times you do because you're an adult and what they're doing is silly, like you mentioned. Yeah. And in your brain, it's like, why are you doing this? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, another time, like, I tried never to, to talk down to them. Like, mm -hmm. I would, like, openly, um, I, I mean, I wouldn't share too much about my personal self, obviously, because yeah. I was, like, a professional setting. But there was one time... <laughs> Um, there's one, one kid in, and and I will obviously won't say names or any, any details, but there's one kid who is relatively well-behaved, but like, because he was well-behaved, he had like a superiority complex compared mm -hmm. to other ones that had like their, their emotional issues acted out in a more physical, visible way. Mm -hmm. So he kind of walked around like he was almost better than everyone else. And it really got to this other kid. And... Uh, if there are children listening, there's going to be some swear words said, so just cover your ears. Um, but I didn't like just trying to relate to this kid. I was like, yeah, I mean, that kid can be an asshole sometimes. And the, the, the kids like eyes went wide. Mm -hmm. He's like, I don't know if we're supposed, I was like, I was sworn at that job more so than any job. Right. Swear words, yep. swear words do not face me anymore. Um, but I think it's weird, like ha a kid having an adult talk to him, not so much as an equal, but like, like in a real sense. Mm -hmm. Um, but it led to a, uh, an even funnier situation. Um, when later on he came out and to try to get in good with that kid because he was still the cool kid. Yeah. He got in and, and he said, uh. Jeremy, Jeremy called you a bad word. And I was like, what? Threw you under and, the bus. and the other kid was like, again, watch language. Um, he's like, what, did you call me a bitch? And I was like, no, I didn't call you. What? I said, I called you an asshole. And he's like, oh, okay. He didn't care. Right. Because I think he knew. He knew. Yeah. And like, and he knew where I was coming from, I think, in a lot of ways. Um, but yeah, like the middle schoolers are not dumb, no. especially like, 
during that time, there's so much growth mm-hmm. and like understanding the world. And I think it's good to have someone, an adult there to kind of filter stuff yeah. because not everything is um, as clear at that yeah. time period. I think mm-hmm. a lot of things are, are kind of muddied. Um, but, but with working with these kids, where, what is like the, the thing you enjoy most? Mm. Huh. That's a really good question. Um, I think there's so many, I think one that they're just honest in a way that they haven't learned how to hide some of that when they go into high school. Um, I think they embrace their quirkiness. Um, I think their moldability is really cool. And what I love about it, uh, they, they want to soak up as much information as they can. Um, they're trying to figure out, they're trying to figure out how to be friends with one another, how to interact with one another. Um, just for us at church, just growing in their faith and what that looks like. Um, they're trying to make it their own. Um, what I think is really funny is about our middle schoolers is that when they are in fifth grade and below, they have to wear a sticker name tag. And then when they come to elevate our middle school ministry, there's no more name tags. And that is one of the biggest deals for these kids. It's like this sense of freedom. And so I love watching that transformation there. And then I love seeing them from sixth grade to eighth grade. The amount of change that happens in that time is crazy. The guys grow like three feet and yeah, it's just, it's so cool to see. Um, and when you're, when you're walking alongside a student for three years, it's you know, when you're intentional about it. I think that's one of the coolest things too. You bring up a good point and you're with these students for three years. Mm-hmm. What is your, I know some teacher friends and parents can be a struggle. Yeah. What, yeah. what is that like? Cause I mean, you're not, you're not their teacher. You don't have that role of teacher, Yeah. but you're obviously an adult in these, these people like here is mm-hmm. a mentor role. Yeah. Yep. Is there conflict with parents? Do, is it an asset? Is it different? Is every relationship different? Like what's that like? Yeah. I think every relationship is different. Um, what I've learned over my time serving and now being on staff is that every parent is going to be different. Every parent is going to want something different. Um, They are going to be all over you and on on top of emails and responding and encouraging you. You could get that from a parent. You could hear nothing from a parent, yet their student still shows up. Um, So there's such a wide variety, but one of our um, core values and part of our strategy within our middle school ministry is to connect and engage with our parents. Because one, middle schoolers can't drive anywhere by themselves. Like they need their parent to bring them somewhere. And so in order for that to even happen, we need to have a relationship with their parent. But two, the second something is off in that student's life or they need some support somewhere, they're going to reach out to you. Um, Whether they've responded to you before in the past, as soon as something hard happens, they're going to reach out to you. Uh, I experienced that firsthand with one of my groups, and I have such a fun and cool relationship with that mom today. And that was five years ago. Um, So I think a lot of it is how do leaders, uh, our volunteers who are working with our middle school students, um, how do they engage with parents? Um, 
it, and it might not be in the ways that they want, but that relationship is a really cool thing. Um, and I've seen it in so many different ways play out. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of it is uh, just parents need different things. And so how do we understand a parent? Just like we're trying to understand a student <laughs> and what a student needs, parents also need that too. So all the grace in the world for parents, especially in COVID. Oh my goodness. The amount of emails they get is crazy. So <laughs> that's something we're constantly reminding leaders of is just parents are in a really hard spot in this season and we have to give them abundance of grace and we get to do that. See that I, again, I, unfortunately I mentioned how we weren't going to talk about COVID, but I mean, obviously yeah. COVID comes out. It does. Um, <laughs> you bring up that good point. Like obviously COVID now has been happening for over a year. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been in some sort of restricted world, um, for good reason, mm-hmm. uh, to try to get this stopped. Um, what has it been like trying to lead youth groups <laughs> in a COVID world? Like what, what struggles and like, how have you kind of adapted? Yeah, I think we have just tried all of the things we threw out the rule book of what we thought and what we had done as far as programming. Um, and, we just tried all new things. And I would say we have had such great success with continuing to keep our focus on pointing middle schoolers to Jesus and engaging with them. Um, We still have about between 275 and 300 students zooming in every week to a small group, which is fantastic. And that has been consistent since last March. And the reason that it's successful is because we have fantastic volunteers that continue to reach out to parents, that continue to reach out to these students, to continue telling them that they matter and that they can bring hard things to their small group and that they can talk about it. And um, yeah, I think that our leaders are what has made COVID in this season um, for our students successful um, because they haven't given up. They keep trying new things. They come up with the coolest games over Zoom um, and they just care so much about each individual student. Um, And that's why it's still worked. But we've tried a lot of things. Um, We always do a big thing to celebrate our eighth graders at the end of the year. And so last year, we were very shut down. And so we threw a virtual party for our eighth graders and we had them rip up paper and throw confetti. We played games, we did DoorDash, we did other prizes. Um, And there were, I can't, I think there were probably about 80 students on that Zoom call and they tried to hijack it and keep it going after we were like, okay, we're done. Congratulations on graduating. They wanted to keep going and talking with one another and, that was super cool. Uh, we also did Zoom groups over the summer with all of our new sixth graders and they loved it. They got to know kids and it was super fun. Um, in the fall, we got to do, uh, we had this big tent put up in our church parking lot and we did uh, elevate under the tent <laughs> where we were socially distant and outside. And that was super cool. And um yeah, now we are doing it and we actually get to be in person. Um, we have capacity limits, but um, to yeah, be safe. But there's just so many cool things that we've had to 
literally throw out the rule book and get creative. And I think it's shown with students engaging and leaders engaging and it's been really cool. See that that brings back the the previous episode of this podcast. We talked about education and more so a look at access education and my guest Caitlin she brought up how COVID kind of gave everyone uh, unexpectedly a look at what like a non-traditional way of educating mm-hmm. would look like and the use of technolo- technology and everything like that. I couldn't imagine if this had happened 20 years ago when everyone was on dial-up internet. Yep. If they had internet. Not even, right. Not everyone had internet 20 years ago. Um, like what, what we would be doing? Obviously, I think everyone would be like writing letters, maybe, maybe mail. I don't don't know. know. It'd be a a lot of phone calls. Yes. Ooh. Which seem weird now. No one, no one talks on the phone anymore. But then again, people sit on Zoom (laughs) for a while. But I don't know. It's weird how the world changes. Mm -hmm. Um, you mentioned. Obviously, you're now. Uh, a staff member here. You're no yeah. longer a volunteer. You yeah. work for the church. Mm-hmm. Um, what has that transition been like? And do you feel like what you're getting out of the program is different now? Or do you feel, do you still get the same kind of joy? Yeah. So I've been on staff for over, it's been like a year and seven or eight months. Um, So I I would say half of my time, more than half of my time being on staff has been spent in COVID, uh, which is just crazy to think about. Um, I look at that and one, I'm grateful. Um, I'm just grateful to be a part of a team that is for each other and roots each other on and we're friends. And so I think um, that's been a huge blessing in this job and in this position. And the other thing, just in general about small groups, I get to still lead a small group. Uh, I still have a group of girls. And so I still get the same amount of joy um, from that. And I think my job, I get so much energy um, about helping other groups be successful and those relationships to form within students. That's what I mean by success. I think it's that community that's formed and um, I get to help other people do that. And I'm doing it with my group at the exact same time. So it is, it's a very cool thing. That is, I think that's really important that people that are managing something, they, they are still, they still have a piece of that like direct service. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when I was in Minnesota, I did AmeriCorps for a year. Mm-hmm. I was working in elementary school, uh, coordinating a tutoring program. Um, but as part of that, they encouraged me and I, this is something I wanted to do as well. They encourage us to tutor at least one kid mm-hmm. ourselves. And I think it's, again, for, it's kind of the same reason. Like, yeah. one, you get the direct pleasure of knowing, hey, I'm helping someone. And two, it gives you a, um, it lets you know what things are like, like actually on the ground. It reminds mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Um, because as soon as you kind of take that step back, it's, there's that distance where mm-hmm. you could easily forget what your volunteers are going through. Right. Has there been any challenges? Like I remember when I was managing that program, 
there are some volunteers that, um, how can I say this? They were mostly college students. <laughs> um, and our tutoring program was not necessarily a priority a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the the first time I had to fire a volunteer. Oh no! <laughs> was that? Um, have you had any of those issues, or is uh, the the area that you're obviously you're you're serving is that kind of not as, as big an issue? So uh, I think that Elevate Middle School Ministry it is a place where expectations are very clear of what we ask leaders to do. I knew exactly what I was being asked to do as a volunteer. And so that really hasn't been a huge issue. Obviously things come up. I think um, we're all human, right? And so things are going to get hard or family stuff takes precedence over serving sometimes. And so I think, especially in this season, it's been, if we've had a volunteer needing to step down, it's because of a life thing of family stuff or job stuff that is just like, it's taking a toll. And so we want everybody, we want every volunteer to be healthy so that they can help students. If we're not healthy ourselves, how can we help serve somebody else? Right. So I think we've had some cases of that where a a leader just needs to step down because of the season that they're in. Um, But again, we have, and this is props to everybody who came before me on staff, um, but just have set leaders up so well uh, to know exactly what the expectation is, to feel cared for, to feel appreciated. Um, and we have the best volunteers and they're still the best. We would never have gotten through this year without the volunteers that we have. They have gone above and beyond anything that we could ever asked. And um, I think that all comes from yeah, just how you onboard people and, and getting the right people who are middle school people um, to be pouring into these kids. Yeah, I think that's that's the hard part is finding those middle school people, as, mm-hmm. as we mentioned yeah. numerous times. Um, so you've been doing this for six years now. Yeah. Which, as I do the math, there are some kids that you've worked with that are now adults. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what is, are you are you still in contact with them? Like, what has that been like? Where you've seen them? Like, because that's the the biggest growth a human does is in that yes. time period. Like, what is it like working with kids that are now grown ups? So in quotes, yeah. Because eighteen, you're yeah. still kind of a kid. But yeah. Well, one of my favorite moments um, was so the first year I was on staff, I asked one of my former students from that very first group of eighth graders that I had, I asked her to come co-lead with me and she was a senior. Um, So this was last year. And so I got to lead for a full year with one of my former students and to see, she was already a really strong leader as an eighth grader, but to see her as a senior, um, not only lead our middle schoolers, but she's also a singer. So she led worship from our stage and she pulled in our girls in just this very unique and cool way. And so, um, that was one of the best things was getting to lead with one of my former students for that year. Um, she's in college now she's in Tennessee. Uh, so I still check in with her and she checks in with our small group, but that is a relationship. And, And there's one other girl that I keep in touch with as well who's been in community college. She graduated high school early. So she even left, she was like doing the whole college thing. Um, and it blew my mind that 
she could be old enough to do that. But um, yeah, those two I'm still in contact with and I'm just so proud of. I think, see, that is, it's a, that's truly a gift with working with youth mm-hmm. in that one, you're helping them become who they are. Um, but two, you can be very lucky in seeing them kind of turn into adults. That's one thing mm-hmm. that I, um, I kind of miss about my last job where I was working with youth with behavioral emotional disorders is the situation they were in a lot of them like DCS DCFS was involved. So there's like, there was always that barrier, which I think should be there is right. Mm -hmm. Rightfully there. Um, but you don't get to see kind of the outcome. Um, it's kind of like you provide the service and then they leave. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's also, I also led some community service trips, Mm -hmm. STLF. You're familiar with STLF. Um, and to see some of those kids, like, obviously that was a different situation. They would add me on Facebook back when <laughs> Facebook was popular. <laughs> right. Um, now if you're on Facebook, you're either have nothing to do or you're our parents. Um, those are the people <laughs> on Facebook right now. Um, but to see them kind of develop, I think mm-hmm. that is again, like kind of the, the joy of working with youth and again, middle school, like you're, you're right there on the, the jumping off point of when they actually become humans. Cause I mean, before then they're kids, like just, yep. just kids. Um, and they do dumb things, but then middle school, they do dumb things, but it's like for a reason yeah. <laughs> they're, they're slowly learning yeah. who they are. They're trying to figure it out. Yeah. Um, so you, you're now full-time staff member there. Yep. Where do you kind of see your future in this? Is this like oh, goodness. forever? Are you, is it, are you truly just taking it like one day at a time and kind of see where it goes? Yeah. So a little bit about me is that I've always been a planner. I've always wanted to know the next step. I wanted to be in control of everything and, um, that's just not how the world works. <laughs> and so I've had a lot of hard lessons, but, um, I, the one really cool thing about this job that I've been in is I felt called into it. Um, called meaning it was very clear that this is the next step that I needed to take, even though it was not where I was planning on going. Um, I was planning on going into higher education. Um, Besides middle schoolers, I'm really passionate about young adults and helping young adults figure out the next step in their life. Um, Again, similar to middle school, you're walking alongside people. um, And I love that. That is one of my passions, just seeing. And um, it's the long game. It's not anything short. And so to walk alongside somebody um, and help them figure something out. So I was actually, before I joined staff, I was... um, working at a college. I had just finished my, or I was working on finishing my master's degree in higher education. And I felt this tap, this nudge. Um, I know it's kind of weird to say, but, um, I just felt God asking me, um, are your hands open to where I want you to go? Uh, I had this plan of being an academic advisor and figuring that out. And I'm not saying that won't happen some point, I, but I don't know at this point. Um, and God is really asking me to 
have my hands open to where he wanted me to go, um, of where he was going to use me. And I, I got this feeling and like, oh crap, I think this means I have to go into middle school ministry. I loved middle school ministry, but I loved being a small group leader. I didn't think I could be a youth pastor, anybody in charge. Um, yet that's not, that, that was uncomfortable for me because it's not what I was expecting. And stepping in and into the unknown of that was one of the scariest, but has been one of the most um, growing and like purpose-filling experiences of my life. Um, and so what I believe about this, however long this season is, is my hands are truly open um, to where God wants me to go. And so if that is to stay in youth ministry for the next 20, 30, whatever years, fantastic. If it's not, I know he's going to still, I have this passion for middle schoolers, so that's not going away. Um, and I think that's just living in this space of openness and open-handedness, uh, is not natural or easy for me by any means, but I've learned when you do that, um, and you're real, yeah, you just ask that question. Is this where I should be? Um, God's going to show you where you should go. Um, yeah, again, complete opposite of my personality, but it has been one of the most rewarding things that I've ever experienced. Yeah. So. I, I think, so that really touches on a common theme among people I've talked to mm -hmm. on this podcast in that it's almost like encouraging someone to take a risk. Mm. Like if you have this feeling, whether yeah. it's a feeling of God, like you, or just yeah. this like gut feeling, like I just, I really yeah. want to try this. Yeah. Like it, it almost never hurts to take the risk. Like yeah. I, I've always said the only reason you should not take a risk is if it can leave you like dead or destitute. Like mm. this is really the yeah. only risk. So like, okay, maybe you shouldn't jump off a plane without a parachute. Right. Like that's, yeah. that's a risk yeah. you probably shouldn't take. That's but like, pretty dumb. <laughs> very, very rarely are people, do people have that opportunity to, to is the risk they're, they're afraid to take that. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, like you, there's, they people have these passions. They have these these goals, not so much goals. They have these things that they love, but there's like that hesitation, being like, I can't do that. Like that's not a real thing. I can't, <laughs> I can't really do that. But then they see like when they actually take that next step, when they, they forget about the social norms, mm -hmm. they end up with so much more joy. Yeah. Like yeah. they, they, there's that feeling of like, this is where I should be. This, mm -hmm. I made the right choice. And even if they fail, yeah. cause that happens too. It's like, well, I'm glad I tried and I learned something from that. Exactly. Um, so that I think it, with this podcast and having these conversations in my mind, I was like, there's going to be some things that are kind of a through line, but I didn't realize how many mm -hmm. there are. And I mean, I've gone through very many topics um, from board game design yeah. to alien conspiracies to the public sector to oh, a lot of musical wrestling, all these people, all these passions. But there's something that just connects humans, that connects who we, who we are and 
follow like everyone has the something they love mm-hmm. and just following that and I'm so glad that there are people like you out there that love working with middle schoolers because <laughs> my gosh some of them who they're I handful have, yes uh, yes they are but we all went through it we all we mm-hmm. all did it if, if we're adults that means at one point we were middle schoolers yeah so I am so glad that you people like you are out there that are are guiding these youth because if we just let the internet do it <laughs> all they'll know how to do is minecraft yeah roblox um, I learned about that oh roblox. That, that's basically minecraft right I don't know I really I don't know yeah Girls I'm, aren't as into the video games. I, I know okay. Roblox is one. I yeah, no YouTube. YouTube is a thing. YouTube. Yeah. Uh, YouTube. Part of me is a middle schooler at heart too. I'm. Yeah, I think I'm we all are. Let's be with, real. Yeah. Who is not? Who hasn't just a little piece of middle school left in them? I think we all have it. Yeah, we we just generally have a little better hygiene. As, yes. as adults i would hope so <laughs> yes those are awkward conversations right yes. mm, do you have some deodorant you want to put that yes. on yep yes yep. um well as we're we're kind of wrapping up um we talked briefly before this you're not on social media so not no one really. should reach out to you on social media um is there any way that people can connect with elevate or anything else you're working with if they're so interested yeah, well, I do have social media. I just, I, you know, it it can be a lot sometimes. So I take a break from it every now and then. Um, but I do have all the things. Could I tell you my thing? I don't know. But Elevate, if you ever want to see what we do um, with Elevate, uh, which is the middle school ministry at Willow Creek Community Church, um, you just search for Elevate WC on Instagram and it comes right up. We have really fun things. Um, it's always something. Um, we love random polls and whatever. Um, but I don't even know how you find out what your Instagram, I don't know. How do I find out what my Instagram thing is? Just search my name. Maybe it'll be there. I'll, uh, I'll link it in the description. Um, if you, again, you're not, no, you're not checking every day. So this is, and you're probably not posting every day either. So if you're looking for someone that's content creating, probably not me. But you can definitely reach out. Yes. Uh, you're always available to, always. to be communicated with. But, yeah. If you love middle schoolers, let's talk. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you want to connect with this podcast, you can reach us at What Do You Like Podcast on Instagram or at WDYL Podcast on Twitter. Or you can go to our website, WhatDoYouLikePodcast.com. We do these conversations every Tuesday. Um, if you've enjoyed what you've listened to, um, first time listening, um, we'd love a five star review on any podcast platform you're listening. Um, iTunes being the biggest, but there's hundreds and this podcast should be available everywhere you're listening to. Um, so five star review, always great. Um, but most importantly, if you've liked, we listen to tell a friend, um, we always want to kind of grow this community. The whole idea of this podcast, I say this every week is to learn about people through their passions and, learn about those passions, but also to kind of create a community where people can share who they are through their passions. Um, so that's the whole idea of being on the podcast. So if you love it, share with a friend, um, Rachel, it's been so great 
catching up with you. Um, so I also mentioned this podcast. Like having a podcast forces me to reach out to people I haven't talked yes. to. I haven't talked to you in like two years. I know. And crazy. I, I sent you a text today saying, hey, we're recording this on Sunday, so it'll come out on Tuesday. Um, hey, uh, I have a podcast and I thought of you. Would you like to, to come on? And by chance, you're like, yep, I'm free today. <laughs> yep. Let's do it. Hey, yeah. we always need something fun and new and different in this season. So I'm so grateful that you asked. Yeah, it isn't great. And let's try not to make it another two years. Sounds before good. Before we talk again. Sounds um, good. Especially because we all have internet now. So we, <laughs> we could be anywhere and still be able to, to chat. Um, but thanks again for joining me and everyone out there listening. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you next time.